0: Got a car question for Dave or Allen? Call now. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Bucks. Okay, I'll
2: hit it.
1: Yee-haw! Hey, Good morning. I hope everybody's okay. Um we got an exciting show set up for you this morning. Uh this fact is Trevor Hutchinson. The Crown Prince, we're not allowed to say that, but the Crown Prince is joining us this morning from Crown, and we're going to talk about some technical issues with Crown. Nothing bad, but only good. Um, Amy. Amy Bradley is going to join us from Wayfair. She's the RV expert. She's actually the adjuster for RV, and um, she's going to talk about some industry stuff that I didn't even know, and mm-hmm. I'm not into RVs, so that was pretty easy to do that. Well, that,
0: and, that that's uh, why it's important because, you know, there's a lot of first-timers out there, you know, that because of COVID, a lot of people were doing staycations, right, Dave? And um, they were exactly. first, first-time RV owners. Anyways, got some great info about that. And lastly,
1: Paul uh, Tonette is going to join us from uh, WD-40. I use that stuff for the last 50 years. So we're going to actually talk to the people that make it. It's going to be an interesting conversation.
0: That's for sure. People, uh, I keep thinking about, you know, the, the there's a commercial for the hot sauce, and it's like, you can put that stuff on anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Said, uh, anywhere. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. But that's what I've <laughs> always thought about WD-40. You can spray that almost anywhere. We're going to find out what products they have because they got products other than the regular spritz that you're yeah. talking about, eh?
1: You know, and we used to buy it in in cases, and then we started buying it in gallons and putting it into our own uh, spray bombs. Right. And uh, it actually does work quite well. So we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to remind everybody we have a big crown contest. And you get a crown application plus two hundred fifty bucks worth of stuff, and all you have to do is go to Dave'sCornerGarage.com and enter. We only want your name and your email address and your postal code, so we know where you are. And uh, we're giving away five of those uh, prizes. So um, this is the second. I think two more weeks are left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two more weeks are left. Now, did you know? I didn't know, this was a conversation with Amy this morning, that Thanksgiving is the official end of renting out RVs. Why is that? People
0: don't want to go out after because the weather change? Oh. What's the deal?
1: Yeah, because of the weather change, and because, uh, because of the weather change, uh, pipes could freeze, and people have winterized these vehicles, and so it ends up they wouldn't get covered by insurance. So bottom line is, uh, you can only rent an RV up to Thanksgiving, and then it's no go.
0: Okay, well it's perfect that uh it's perfect that we've got her on the show because there's those tips plus a whole lot more that she's gonna talk about.
1: Yeah, she's gonna talk about how to winterize your RV and all the other stuff. She's really just a smart gal. So uh take it away, Al. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Dead Skunk in the middle of the road. Ew, stinking of high heaven. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner
0: Garage. We'll be right back. <laughs> good morning everybody this is Dave's corner garage Carlos is behind the there and uh the behind the there behind the screen keeping us safe during these uh, fantastic times of a plague and we've got Dave uh doing a safe uh a safe transmission over there Dave where are you today
1: uh actually we made it out to the cottage no kids just Barb and I Ooh. And we had a nice dinner we found this restaurant near the uh, lake on the lake actually and um it was nice. we just the two of us. We had a couple of beer and uh, just enjoyed the sunset. It was beautiful. I didn't Very know nice. what your wife's a beer drinker. Uh, what's she called? A strongbow. Strong what's that? Bow. I never haven't heard of that. It's rotted apple juice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, like cider, is it?
1: Yeah, it's like cider. I tasted. It, it tastes like terrible. Oh. I was going to say crap, but I can't see it on air. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk so about Go ahead. email. Yeah, uh, Steve got an email that a guy uh, was driving down the road, and he could not miss hitting a dead skunk in the middle of the road, and he's got it all over his car, and now he wants to know how to get rid of it. Hmm. Uh, you know, right? when,
0: I, when, when I heard you say that, we talked about this earlier, I
1: think, the th- yeah. I think
0: the first thing I would do is look for an open car wash, eh? Yeah, Where'd I
1: would you- think I would actually go to Crown.
0: <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> I think Trevor will really <laughs> appreciate that. You'll really stink anyway. out the whole place.
1: So I looked it up, and uh, the bottom line is it takes a a quart of 3% hydrogen peroxide. I see that on our sink all the time. I don't know what it is what it does. Where can you but buy anyways, a
0: quart you know? bottle of it, though?
1: What is it? I think the, hydrogen peroxide,
0: I think they use it for dying, but I, I think you can also use it as a, an antiseptic, too.
1: Okay, so yeah. So it's… A quart of 3% hydrogen peroxide, a quarter cup of baking soda, and two teaspoons of liquid dish soap. And that's the uh, formula to remove this stuff. So I guess you got to put it in some kind of a sprayer, uh, spray the car down, and uh, hold your nose, or your olfactories, I think as they call it.
0: Yeah, I, well, I think that for the most part it comes out as an oil, and, and you've got to break down that oil, because if you just put yeah. water on it, it'll just run right off. But, uh it, it and it's actually
1: dangerous to humans. It's, it causes breathing problems. It causes a big
0: financial hole in your pocket, too. You know, I, you, imagine? You, you ever hear the dogs barking? And so I open the door and I let the dog in. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Next thing you know, you got to redecorate the whole house, you know, because the dog's rolling around on the carpet in the living room, jumps up on the couch, and, and you you, you got to get rid of everything. You can't fix it after.
1: I, I still remember that Seinfeld episode where the car stunk so bad that nobody would drive it. <laughs> so terrible I, stuff I okay think, that's some serious stuff we should talk about and that is there's a disconnect between the technology that's coming out and the owner of the vehicle the bottom line the guy used to know what's going on under their hood nowadays you know you open the hood why bother you know well, it's right. all
0: I always laugh when i ask people when's the last time they checked their oil and they say oh i just recently and then i ask them to open the hood and they don't even know how to do it so duh <laughs> caught you um They don't, you know, and, and, but I think one of the issues for me is that because the ad, because we have so many computers in the car right now, people driving them thinks that the computer knows everything.
1: Well, you know, uh, the Toyota I have doesn't even have a dipstick in the engine. Mm-hmm. You actually have to sit on the side of the road, bring the revs up to 2,000 RPM, and push a button. And the the thing has an electronic uh, oil level indicator, and it'll come up and tell you how much oil is in the motor.
0: Right, but you learn that because you uh, either someone told you about it or you read it in yours
1: yeah. manual, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, RTFM.
0: Right, but there are people that don't read the manual, assume that— you know, there's going to be a warning come up to say, "Oh, buddy, pull over because you have to add a liter and a half of oil." When that's not the yeah. case, you only get messages when it's actually too late. Um, that's why actually they, more than that's
1: that why they the used same. to call
0: them idiot lights, right? Because if yeah. you waited for the light to come on, then you really were an idiot.
1: Well, I know, I think two things here. One, I would take the owner's manual and put it in the washroom. Because at least you'll spend some time and maybe read it. And number two, like to set your car up. Nowadays, you can customize your car. With the computer, you know, do the lights come on when you open the door, when you click the button, do all four doors unlock or just two doors unlock? There's so many variables, and the di- driver profile is set inside the vehicle. So you set it for yourself, the wife gets another set of keys, and she sets it for herself, and, and it's just too much technology. I mean, it's just a car.
0: Well, you know what? It's nice if it works, but you have to know what the car is capable of. I mean, I've brought it up before. I mean, my newer car has active cruise control, for example, mm. where it's always looking out front, you know, to see that there's nobody else that, that's in front of you, whether it's a wall or another vehicle. On the old days, you know, you set your cruise control on. If, if someone jammed his brakes on in front of him, you were going right up his butt.
1: I mean. That's right.
0: So you yep. have to know whether your car is capable of doing those things. If it can react for you instead of after the fact having to, you know, call call Abrams for a tow because you just had a crash on the highway.
1: Tell you a funny story. We we have this one of our cars has this system, mm-hmm. and it was in the winter and it was covered with snow, and and Barb gets into the car, starts it up, and it's beeping like crazy, you know, beep 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 beep, yep. and we can't figure out what's wrong with the car. And what was wrong with the car was the snow was covering the sensors, and as far as the car was concerned, we were inside the one in front of us.
0: Well, well, exactly. And in fact, that's one of the big problems they're having right now with the self-driving vehicles, because, you know, the sensors on the car can see the lines on the road and see the pavement, but they can't if it's covered in snow. They get totally lost, and how's the car going to remain on the, the actual roadway if it can't see where the edges are, where the other side of the road is?
1: These are things that and they're going
0: to
1: have to come up to, with. And well, how much does it cost to fix that?
0: Uh, again, that's another issue. I I, I had a, an Infiniti a couple years back where you know this one of the sensors was bad, and because it worked with the cruise control, it shut down the cruise control. It wouldn't let you mm-hmm. use it. And a lot of other vehicles do the same thing. For example, Toyota and Lexus. If you have an issue with your engine, you know it may be just that you forgot to put the gas cap on, or there's some misfire or something like that. Then your anti-lock brakes won't work properly. Your airbags mm. may not work properly. It shuts down other systems of the car because they say they all have to work together. If they're not networking properly, it's going to disable it altogether, which is probably the best thing to do. But it does worry people when all three lights come on at the same time. All right. got to take a break right now. We're going to be talking to Paul Tonner from uh, the Vice President of Sales of WD-40 right after this break. And let's find out what you can actually use that stuff on. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You know, it's great if you've got a tool that you can pretty much use on anything. And we do have on the phone with us Paul Tonnet from uh, WD-40. Dave, take it away. Well, good morning, Paul.
1: How are you? Good
2: morning, Dave. Great to be here.
1: I know we were talking about it earlier this morning. Any day you wake up is a great
2: day. That's what the philosophy is around here.
1: So tell us a little bit about WD-40. What's the history of the product?
2: Well, uh, glad you asked. Uh, You know what? WD-40 company was born from rocket science, and you think back in the '50s when government and industry came together, they were trying to build technologies for commercial and defense purposes. And a little company called the Rocket Chemical Company, located in San Diego, was part Mm -hmm. of that. So they were experimenting with chemical compounds to make rockets more reliable. And that rocket was the Atlas family of uh, of missiles. So part of the success can be attributed to this amazing little product the Rocket Chemical Company uh, produced that displaced moisture and prevented rust and corrosion. And that compound was so successful, it was built into the the missile program. And that compound was WD-40. So
1: WD attempts. means water displacement, and it was the fortieth time that they tried to produce the formula.
2: That's correct. Thirty-nine attempts, the forty, the fortieth was uh, was success, and uh, WD forty was complete.
1: Fascinating. We could have WD thirty nine.
0: That, that's right, or thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if you don't succeed at first, just keep trying. Well, that was the uh, you know. Thank goodness that
2: uh, our our team continued on and and got it right. Well,
1: many. So it comes. Go ahead, Al. I'm sorry.
0: Sorry, we're just talking about so many years later now. You've got a number of different products as well. I mean, you have the original WD-40 that you could pretty much use on anything. Uh, maybe I should start there. Where are, do you advise not to use the regular WD-40 on?
2: Well, WD-40, we actually have uh, 2,000 uses, and our end users, our loyal customers, have have let us know everything from uh, you know using WD-40 on the zipper of their bowling bag to you name it, removing crayons off the wall. Where we don't, you know, it's use common sense, look at the brand, look at the label on the brand, and just use good common sense, and, and you'll be safe.
0: Now, sometimes you want a product that's going to last a little bit longer, because the, when you do spray WD-40 on, um, I guess after a period of time, it, it dries or it, it, it dissipates, but you have other products that last longer as well, Correct. Yeah,
2: so we have a, you know, we know what made us famous, and that was the blue and yellow can with a little red top. Gary Ridge, our CEO, loves to say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we we get into that, I I just want to take two seconds and and talk about a delivery system that we just launched. And it's a spray two-way, so we listen to our end users, and one of the pain points that, you know, always resonates is losing the straw. So we've developed a, a new delivery system. It's called uh, Smart Straw, where the, the actual straw is attached to the to the mechanism. It sprays two ways. So if you want to spray or you want to stream, that straw is always in place, and it just happens to be child friendly and senior or ch- child resistant, pardon me, and senior friendly. So it's a great safe product to have under the kitchen counter or on your workbench.
1: Dave. That was fascinating. I, no, we were talking about different products that that WD forty carries. like, for instance, gel lube. We, and I was talking where the stuff dissipates. This stuff sort of hangs around.
2: Yeah. So we have another complete line called WD forty Specialist, and it's specific mm. use specific use brands. That when you're a heavy end user or a professional tradesperson, and you want something that's going to do an, an amazing job. We have everything from rust release penetrant, silicone, white lithium, dry lube, spray and stain gel, like you're mentioning. So if you, if you want something that's a little bit, uh, you want it to stick and stay around for a bit, we have that. We have a complete line of engine degreasers and non-aerosol degreasers. So a complete, complete line.
1: Now, if somebody wanted to get a hold of, of WD-40 and, and get on the website, can you give us that food mission?
2: Yeah, certainly. We're at www.wd40.com or Canada Canada Info at wd40, and you can actually the emails come directly to me.
1: You know, we used to buy it. We bought it by the case, but we also bought it by the gallon, and we used to to put the trigger bottles. You know, fill them up with the WD forty. So you can private people can buy things like that in a gallon.
2: Yep. The gallon is still widely available at top retailers across Canada. And we actually sell it in 45 gallon drums as well.
0: So if you're really, Oh, that, <laughs> that would last you an awful long time. eh? <laughs>
2: if, you, if you really want some WD 40, we can, uh, we can solve that problem for you as well.
1: I was just thinking that that's a whole year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's Paul, thanks year. for joining us.
0: We do have to jump. It's time to pay some bills and, uh, Again, WD40.com, and uh, I've been using that stuff for years. It works great. Thanks for joining us. Thank you
2: very much, guys.
0: Have a great day. All right. Thank you,
2: Bye-bye.
0: This is Dave's Corner Garage, and speaking of rust and rust products, we're going to have Trevor Hutchison on after the break, but the whole idea there is to prevent the rust. Not what to do if it gets rusty, but this is to prevent it from happening in the first place. We'll be back with Trevor and uh, everybody else right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You know, just before the break, we were talking to the fellow from WD-40, and um, he was talking about where, where where rust happens. And and the whole idea is that uh, we want to prevent the rust, and that's why we've got Trevor Hutchinson on the phone with us. Trevor, how are you today? Good morning, Alan. Doing really well, thank you. Excellent. So how do we prevent rust from happening in the first place? <laughs> well, that is, that
3: is the million-dollar question, isn't it? um you know the the thought of of trying to prevent rust is is very difficult because we we live in an environment that is is so moisture rich that rust is going to continue to to develop be created and what we're trying to do is to mitigate the impact of it
0: exactly right? and 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 if it was just the water, it wouldn't be so bad it's, it's it's the chemicals that they add to the water, of course there's salt, and now we have all kinds of brine which which work even better on the roads, but unfortunately, it works even worse on the car it it it's absolutely right and and cities now even even
3: cities you know out in western Canada that traditionally use just sand on the roads or because of their the the cold temperatures they got that never used to use brine on the road are now using it as a pre-wedding agent uh because they're seeing uh different environmental issues. And so, you know, manufacturers are working hard to keep up with things, but we've long been a proponent of of trying to educate people to tell them that there's nothing that is rust proof. Uh, what you can do is through good maintenance, uh you can you can definitely prevent things from happening or you know, prevent the damage from, from spreading. But it's something that you need to view as maintenance and not as, well, I'll do
1: it once and and never touch it again.
0: Well, thanks to the people at Crown, Dave. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the contest we got.
1: Well, first off, talking about winter is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. I'm so depressed now. Anyways, uh, uh, one of the things we were talking about in the, before in the green room was uh, Crown is actually looking for employees.
3: Yeah it it is one of our biggest challenges right now is that um you know business business is exceptionally good we're continuing to grow uh adding you know new dealerships not just in Canada but also uh in many states in the US uh but one of the biggest challenges is is trying to find uh enough qualified employees uh, to work. So, uh, you know, if you're out there, if you know someone that it's, you know, looking for a job with a, with a good company and, and good opportunities, uh, please go to our website and you can, uh, look at your local area and see if they're hiring. But many of our shops are definitely doing it. Even, even at our head office, we've been hiring recently as well.
0: If somebody's yeah. listening to the show, um, is there yeah. a specific site? Can they go to your website and and
1: yeah. find them?
3: if they go to crown dot com, uh, you'll see a link at the bottom uh, for employment where you can uh, you can apply right online like that. Uh, we know a lot of businesses right now. There, there's no question that uh, we were talking earlier about uh, you know the food and beverage industry. All kinds of industries are struggling right now for personnel. So I know we're we're not alone with it. Um, but it is a challenge of our of our current system that uh, with what's happened with the pandemic and uh the the situation with uh, what people have been able to do for work and uh now starting to come back to work, we're hoping that things will start to pick up in the next few months as far as uh, there being more people looking for jobs, but it's definitely an issue for sure.
0: Dave, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about technology and computers. apparently, that's mm-hmm. causing special issues as well with Crown.
1: Yeah, the ability that it doesn't it, the, all the connectors. Crown has the ability to keep the connectors clean rather than rusting and turning green. And I think that's an important part of the process. Right, Trevor?
3: It, it's a very big part of the process, uh, especially with electric vehicles coming out. Uh, you know, Alan, you mentioned about the brine um, and, and it's not just the water. But when you take uh, water and mix it with these these chemicals, is that they actually become conductors. And oh. that, that creates an issue with everything from battery terminals to uh, the higher voltage connections uh, for electric vehicles. And so I know it's, it's something that for us, as far as a research and development uh, point of view, that we've been spending many years now um, not just working on retail vehicles, uh, people's cars and trucks, but working with manufacturers in the heavy-duty industry to try to find a way to be able to, again, mitigate the damage. Because there's only so much manufacturers can do. You can't wrap a vehicle in a bubble uh, um, to protect it against everything that's out there. Uh, so, you know, when you think about it, we have, you know, treatments for the paint. We have treatments for the windshield. Uh, tire technologies changing. Uh, and it's, it's no different than in the rust protection industry is that that also needs to continue to evolve, uh, so that we're addressing, you know, current issues as well as, uh, traditional issues that we see due to our climate. Current issues, leave mean electrical problems you're talking about. Electrical problems. <laughs> uh,
0: and and, and, so and, and, and you, you may not be aware of it, though, but a, a lot of the computer lines in the car actually run on very low voltage. voltage. So if you've got too much resistance there, you're going to mess up those sensors and, and the readings they get as well.
3: That's right. And, and, and uh, you know, things like even when you don't have moisture, just even dust creates an issue. So anything that that will hold dust to it, you um, It's a real challenge, right? Like, you know, companies like, uh, you know, Ford have had a lot of issues with, say, EVAP sensors. Um, And it's part of because of where it's located on the vehicle. Um, But a lot of manufacturers have sensors that that are placed in areas that maybe, um, you know, work in the manufacturing process, but in the operating part of it uh, maybe aren't as as, uh, favorable from not creating an issue in some
0: cases. Well, so you don't want that, you know, you don't want that brine to uh, create a pickle of an issue for you. (laughs)
1: Little humor there, very little. (laughs) Um, Just something that Freeman said, and uh, people don't know Freeman Young. He's the CEO of Crown. How green is it to keep a car on the road versus building a brand new car? And, And I think the numbers are like 1 to 20. I mean, the reality is keeping the vehicle running and safe is way more green than having to buy a new vehicle.
3: Oh, yeah. There, there's so many there's so many factors to that, uh, uh, you know, economic factors. But if you look at the, the green side of it, um, and we partnered with the University of Windsor a number of years ago to do a, a study on the impact of vehicles prematurely going into, uh, you know, scrapyards.
1: yards Retirement. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and and the fact is, is that, you know, vehicles are well built if, if we maintain them. And so and then proper maintenance isn't just one side. It's not just, well, do rust protection in your vehicle last, because if you don't do good mechanical maintenance, uh, you're also going to run into an issue. Uh, and so that's why we're such big proponents with, you know, the automotive trade industry as a whole, that if if we help people, you know, um spend regular scheduled maintenance dollars that it will save them 10, 12 times what they'd end up spending in vehicle payments if they're not doing regular maintenance or if they're just flipping vehicles, you know, every three to four years
1: you know the interesting thing that i see is at the auto auctions like at the wholesale level a car comes through and it's got your buttons in the door where you've drilled the holes and applied the product it gets more money than one that doesn't so two comparable cars go through the one that's been rust proof brings more money on the wholesale level because they're more assured that it's a solid car yeah yeah well and and people can tell like
3: you know, if, if if you can tell a vehicle's been maintained, and I think that's what it says to people. One is obviously what they're able to see when they look at the body. Uh, mm. You know, that tells them the condition it's in. But you know, if if we're buying a vehicle and we go get, say, a Carfax report, or we take it to a trusted mechanic and ask them to give us their opinion on it, if we know that they that the person we're buying it off has done the regular scheduled maintenance. Uh, that's the vehicle we'd prefer to buy (laughs) compared to one that that hasn't had it done on it. And so, you know, you you should be able to get more money for it. Uh, And and right now, uh, that's one thing the last 18 months has told us. Used vehicles have been at at the highest premium they've been at in decades.
1: Absolutely correct. It's like wartime. The reality is that they can't get chips to build cars, and apparently this is going to drag on to the mid-2022s, in other words, next next summer, before they can actually get enough chips to build the amount of cars that they've sold. Well, then, so it's a really, really, really serious problem.
0: Right, and the point is, is if you haven't maintained your vehicle, it, it's a good time to do it. And in fact, you guys are sponsoring, uh, we've got a special coming up, right? <sighs> We do.
3: We've got a we've got a fantastic uh, program that's that's launched with you guys in the contest, um, and and I would encourage your listeners to go to that because on our website we we offer promos and that, but the best offer we have going right now is is the contest uh, with Dave's Corner Garage. So uh, we'd encourage everybody to uh, work at, a, at applying for the contest there as well as check out our website at uh, www.crown.com. And under the Offers tab, you'll see what our current offer is uh, corporately. But you can also phone your local Crown Center because in different areas, uh, our shops will be running different promotions at certain times of the year.
0: All right. So if you want a free one, you go to davescornergarage.com. You enter your name. And and that package is not tiny. I mean, it's worth about 250 bucks, okay. right? Eh? Yeah, it's 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 a good package, but I mean, you know
3: that that's what uh, your listeners uh, expect. They they know what they get from you guys. So. They deserve it. <laughs> they do deserve it if they they loyally listen to you guys each week. We wanna we wanna make sure and and thank them too because I, I I gotta say guys like you know your customer base because we we have um, a lot of customers that uh, for our business model having educated consumers that know. Why they're doing maintenance on their vehicle? It is the best form of advertising for us because,
1: Absolutely. you know, word of
3: mouth has built our business, uh, and and we want people to know what they're doing. And you continue to to educate people about maintenance of vehicles, and so we we uh, greatly appreciate the partnership.
0: Well, and thank we thank you, you, you for much. calling in too with that great info as well. And, and, and again, you've supported us for many, many years, and we've, it's, it's a great working relationship that we do have. You guys have great products. You stand behind the products, the service. Uh, why wouldn't we? This is Dave's Corner Garage. We want to thank Trevor Hutchison from Crown joining in. And again, go to Dave's Corner com if you want a chance to win a free application plus floor mats and a whole bunch more. After the break, we're going to be talking about to Amy Bradley. She's from Wayfarer Insurance. You know, and just how we were talking about car maintenance, we're going to be talking about trailer maintenance and mobile home maintenance. Bet you didn't know you had to take care of that one. We'll be right back. You know, we certainly talk about, uh, about maintenance, and, and everybody knows when you take you have know, a car, you have to change the oil and do things like that. But no, the influx because of COVID, people have been getting trailers, both trailers and motorhomes, and maybe they don't realize it. They need to be maintained as well. And I'm not just talking about the engine, but there's a whole lot more. And with us today, we've got Amy Bradley from Wayfarer Insurance. Amy, thanks for
1: joining us.
4: Oh, thanks for having me back, you guys.
1: (laughs) That's okay, (laughs) Dave. It's a pleasure to say. Good morning, Amy. How are you?
4: Good. Thank you. Sorry about that. That's the kids. I was kicking them outside.
1: No problem. I left mine under the outside too. Listen, so we're going to talk about storing your RV, and it's more than just uh, throwing a tarp over the hood. Uh, the reality is a lot of stuff that you have to do to make sure your RV doesn't freeze up. Can you talk about that a little bit?
4: Absolutely. When you're, I always call it, you're pretty much. If you have a cottage, you store, you winterize your cottage, and your trailers are pretty much the same. You are. Storing your home away from home. So when you start doing this, you want to make sure that all your pipes are cleaned out. So that's your black water pipe. So your tanks, your gray water, everything out of there. And then once you have them cleaned out, you, the best thing to put in is your antifreeze. This way, because you know winter's coming up, your pipes won't freeze on you.
1: Is it a special kind of antifreeze that we use or is the kind of antifreeze we use in a car?
4: Do you know what? It's a special kind of antifreeze that you can get at your RV dealers. I know some it's usually you'll it will be an RV antifreeze that you should use but it's some people have their own particular ones that they want to use, but I always say recommend get the RV antifreeze um, mm-hmm. because it is for your RVs.
1: Okay.
0: Amy, I have so, a question. Uh, a, a lot of RVs, certain not so much RVs, but motorhomes will have their own hot water. Uh, how do you deal with that?
4: Yes. So for your hot water tanks, you want to make sure when you're storing them away, you have them shut off. The last thing you want to leave is the hot water on because um, it will burn out your elements. And a great way of doing that is take out your batteries. Mm-hmm. Your, or your battery, I should state, um, because that way nothing will be turned on within your trailer. Take out your battery and make sure that when you store your battery away that you have it fully charged. This way, I'm, I told you I'm a cheap person and I don't like buying batteries year after year. So if you store your battery, make, do not store it on a concrete floor. You may ask me why. If you store it on a concrete floor, it will slowly take out your battery juice. So if you put even a board underneath it, that will keep it so your battery stays charged. And you should also make sure when you're storing your battery once a month, just check it to make sure it's fully charged because if it starts going down a bit, you could hurt the life, like how long you have your battery for, like the lifespan of your battery.
0: Yes, and I'd probably like to add that ideally if you have a, a space inside your home rather than just in the garage or outside, that would be better as well because it's those those minus, minus, you know, 30, 40-degree temperatures that really do damage to the battery.
1: Yes, yeah, so and oh, once they absolutely. freeze. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Once the battery freezes, the plates expand, and it's junk, so uh, yep. Alan's absolutely correct. Take it, take it in your bedroom <laughs> and just keep it nice and cozy. <laughs>
4: That's right. Put the blankets on, baby it.
1: <laughs> Kick the dog out, battery in. All right. Speaking of
0: funny <laughs> smells, what? Do, how do we prevent those?
4: Oh, within your unit. So when you're closing it up, make sure. You take out all your food. Some people think, oh, you know, it's a cereal box. I can leave it in there. It's closed up. No, you want to make sure that's all taken out. You want to clean your cupboards out. And especially check your freezers in your units. Make sure they're uh, all your foods out of there and your fridges. Because if you leave any food in there, You're going to get a nasty smell, to be honest, by the time you open it up in springtime, and you're going to say, oh, my goodness. Plus, a lot of the units have carpets in it, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you put your own carpet in when you walk through the doorway. I know I've got five kids, and I have that, and I make them take their shoes off. Make sure you vacuum everything and wash the floors. And if you can take out those carpets or even your, like, you know, if you have a toilet little carpet there, take that out too. Because mildew, mold, dust, they can accumulate on those, and that will help eliminate a musty smell when you go into, use your unit in the summertime. Plus, a little trick that we've tried, and it does sort of work, is try your baking soda. You know, you keep it in your fridge even, and it takes away the smell. Mm-hmm. You can leave baking soda, put it on a pie plate or whatever, or just leave the box there, and that will absorb some moisture and take the odors out. Just little tricks that we've learned.
0: Amy, thank Amy. you very much for those tricks. If people want to hear more, they go to rvingtips.ca. Is that the best way? Absolutely. And make sure your vehicle is covered by Wayfair Insurance. You don't want to be, you know, just because it's parked on the side of the house don't mean you don't need insurance. You still do, eh?
4: Absolutely. Yep. You want to make sure your home away from home is fully covered, and we are your expertise of people to call.
0: There you go. Thanks, Amy. Have yourself a great weekend.
4: You too, bye guys.
0: All right. This Take is
1: Amy.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Uh Dave and I will be right back after these breaks. I do want to thank Amy Bradley from Wayfair Insurance with some great tips there. Again, if you can go to RVingTips.ca if you need some more information. And it's important to maintain it. Dave, we talk about maintenance all the time. You got to maintain your car. You got to maintain your boat. You got to maintain your trailer,
1: and your marriage. That's true. (laughs) You know the guy was the guy was in court, and the judge says, "How many years?" of happy marriage have you had? And he goes, five. And the wife pipes up, she says, we've been married for 43 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll leave it there. A um, couple of things I wanted to say was, one, we have a rodent problem or had a rodent problem uh, at the cottage, and we bought these high-frequency generators. They're like 7 to $10 each. You get them at Amazon. You plug them in, and the mice and whatever is coming into the house don't show up. It's there. It's it's just keeps them away. So it's a it's. I think it's thirty three dollars for four of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, if you had an RV, I'd put one of those suckers in there.
0: Well, then you'd have to keep the power to it,
1: wouldn't you? Yeah, just run an
0: you know, extension cord into it. Right, right, right. So, so, right? You, so, you've done an actual test, and you saw the mice come in. They got close. Mm-hmm. And they went. Oh my god! Yeah. What's what's that ring in my ear? And then they buggered off, eh?
1: Exactly right. So it's a high frequency generator. It actually keeps the bugs out too. So. Um, Stuff's available and it's it's not and then there's no chemicals or anything. They just don't show up. So uh, I would have a look at that. Now I was going to tell you a couple of things. One, got an email from a guy. It says, "Why can't electrical cars be towed?" Apparently, these new cars, uh, well, being we're uh, turning to electric, you have to have all four wheels off the ground when towing an electric vehicle, uh, an EV. And the reason is because the jet drive is directly. Uh, continually there's no clutches mm-hmm. so in other words uh, when you're pulling it along the road the electric motors are spinning and they'll tend to overheat and get damaged so if you break down and you run out of juice you're in trouble
0: so you can't just grab a uh, you know a, 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 a guy on the side of the road no. with a horse and a rope it's not going to work
1: no you'll actually damage the vehicle so, so you- it has to be flat bedded or it has to be a dolly mm-hmm. there you go so second thing uh, J.D. Power is uh, always testing the industry, letting them know all the uh, goods and bads. And what they have is flaws in new cars. In other words, uh, how many things went wrong with a uh, 100 cars? And and they have sort of uh, put it into, uh, I guess they would call it the quality of the build. Mm-hmm. So the most quality, by the way, is Ram and Dodge. They're the top of the list. As far as you're buying a Ram truck or a Dodge truck, top of the list. Lexus, Mr. Bushi, Nissan, and Kia. Shows you price isn't always a factor of quality. And then below average, we have Porsche, GMC, Jaguar, BMW, and Cadillac. Ooh. So, right? I wonder if that has to do with the complexity of the car rather than, you know, if the car is nice and simple and there's not too much uh, that can go wrong, will go wrong. So the reality is the quality is better if the car is simpler.
0: I think I agree with you. You know, like the, like they say, the more toys you have in your car, the more things there are to go wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, at the bottom of the list are cars like Mercedes-Benz, uh, Land Rover, Subaru. I mean, these are good brands. But apparently, because they're so technical, they'll have more issues. Exactly. Or maybe the owners are more picky. I don't know. You no, know, I think it's the
0: toys that 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 break. And that that's the that point of it, you know. And then people feel totally... Useless because they don't know how to fix these things. And again, you know, we talked about computers easier before that. All they get a message on their screen. It says something's not functioning, but they don't know how to fix it. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and then of course we can Google almost everything nowadays, though.
1: Yeah, it's true. And you know what? There's also the uh, where other people make comments, and you get ideas of what's going on with those. You know, there's clubs and stuff like that. There's lots of information. Uh, I want to do a quick email. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2006 solstice Mm -hmm. that's that little pontiac convertible uh low beam and high beam work parking lights work but the drl does not work i went under the hood says and found an empty fuse i wonder if that's the problem Well, if it's empty, and
0: you can certainly put one in and see what happens. But, uh, again, give us a call on Monday, and I'll be happy to look into it for you, because if it's an American car, it may not have DRL.
1: Oh, I never thought of that. There you go. All
0: right. We want to thank our guest, Trevor Hutchinson from Crown. We want to thank Amy Bradley from Wayfair Insurance. Some great tips. Go to rvingtips.ca. And our new pal, Paul Tonnet from uh, WD-40. They've got some great products. They've got other products besides the WD-40. Go to the WD-40.com website for more information. Dave?
1: That's it. Keep the shiny side up, and we're going to be back here next week. Uh, we've got a great show lineup up for next week. We're always working a week ahead. Anyways, goodbye, bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. This has been an
0: exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.